0: The heir to the Dutch throne, Princess Amelia, has decided for the next few years not to accept the allowance, worth some $1.9 million a year that she's entitled to receive once she turns 18 in December. She sent a handwritten letter to Dutch Prime Minister informing him of her decision. And she said she would repay the money, which will still be deposited in her account while she is still a student. I would like to go on record as saying, hey, princess, why not give it to someone in need? Like, I don't know, me, (laughs) Jeff Fisher from Chewing the Fat. That's all. Look, I know. I know it's tough. I know it's tough to take the 300,000 euros and tough to take the 1.3 million to cover staff and other expenses. So instead of, you know, giving it back to the government, <laughs> we all know how they waste money. Why not give it to someone, you know, in need? Just a thought, just a thought from Chewing the Fat. Welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. One of the most incredible stories that I've heard in a long, long time is about Michael Packard, 56, been a lobster diver for 40 years, was on a routine dive off the coast of Cape Cod when he felt a bump and everything went dark. He posted this on his Facebook page, Hi, everyone. I just wanted to clarify what happened to me today. I was lobster diving and a humpback whale tried to eat me. I was in his closed mouth for about 20 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. I am very bruised, but have no broken bones. I want to thank the Provincetown Rescue Squad for their caring and help. Now his words are even more incredible sitting outside of the hospital. He's in a wheelchair and one news crew shows up and interviews him. And it's amazing what he has to say. Now I will say, just as a side note in this interview, you hear a big crane truck drive by and pull into the parking lot and then realize that he's in the wrong parking lot and backs up so you hear the beep, 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 beep while he's being interviewed and then he pulls out back out of the parking lot. It's just annoying, but that's just a side note to the interview. Uh, Michael's interview is incredible. I'll just give you the full news report from CBSN Boston.
1: Now to a CBSN Boston exclusive. A lobsterman says that he was swallowed up and spit out by a whale off of Provincetown. Amazing. Provincetown fire officials tell us that the diver was 45 feet down when the whale grabbed him. The whale then surfaced and let that diver, Michael Packard, go. He was then pulled back onto his boat and brought to shore. CBSN Boston to was it. the only camera there as the diver left the hospital no one can tell a story like Michael himself. I'm a lobster diver out of Provincetown, Massachusetts. And uh, I was diving today. And I jumped over and I got down to about Here comes the truck, water. agonizing. And
0: Crane all truck. All
1: of a sudden, I just felt this huge bump. And everything went dark. And I could sense that I was moving. And I was like, oh, my God, did I just get bit by a oh shark? My God. And then I felt around, and I realized there was no teeth. And I had felt really no great pain. And then I realized, oh, my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. And I'm in a whale's mouth. And he's trying to swallow me. And I thought to myself, okay, this is it. This is... I finally, um, I'm going to die. And I thought about my kids and their wife. And off goes the grain truck. There's no getting out of there. And all of a sudden, uh, he went up to the surface and just erupted and started shaking his head. And I just got thrown in the air and landed in the water. And I was free. And I just floated there. And... and I was just I
0: couldn't
1: believe it I couldn't believe I got out of that and I'm here to tell it and I thought my legs were broken but I'm all bruised up and uh, I made it what were you thinking when you were in the grasp of this whale other than you're going
0: to die he's almost crying here it
1: it was happening so fast my only thought was to get out of that mouth and I realized there was no overcoming a a beast of that size right he was gonna do with me what he wanted to do and it was either, either he spit me out or he swallowed me and and I didn't and I was I was actually in his mouth probably a good 30 seconds but I still had my regulator in my mouth I was still breathing and I, I was just wondering. I, actually, one of the things that went through my mind is just, oh my God, what if he does swallow me? And here I am, I'm breathing air. And I'm like gonna right. whale's mouth until my air runs out. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Did, did a fisherman come by and help you when you got spit out? Well, when I dive for lobsters, my mate, he follows my bubbles and so, He was right next to me and he saw the whale come up and throw me out and he pulled right over and then another boat. Uh,
0: Just amazing, right? Uh, just incredible that something like that could happen. Now, I know the experts say being eaten by a whale is extremely rare. Is it? Because we hear about it all the time, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, we don't. And according to the experts, they believe the whale that ate Packard was young and that it had been trying to gulp down some fish instead. You think? No kidding. That's why he got rid of him. (laughs) You realize, hey, what is in my mouth? I do not like this human. No, I don't. And I'm throwing him out. Get out of here. Just amazing. Right? He didn't feel any sharp teeth. And he wasn't in any pain. He just realized, "Ooh, hey, I uh, wasn't bitten by a shark. I was, uh, I was eaten by a whale or attempted to be eaten by a whale. And uh, wow, just amazing that this guy is still alive. And this whale realizing, oh, yeah, no, uh, I do not like human. And this guy has got to go. Just amazing, and what you're thinking about? Like he said, right? He's in the whale's mouth. He's got his he's got his breather on. He's got his tanks on. He knows. I mean, if the whale swallows him, he's a goner. Sooner or later, <laughs> sooner or later, the oxygen tank runs out, and you're in the whale's belly. I mean, there's other jokes to go with that as well. But it's not. It's not. It's just incredible that this guy survived uh, after you know being. Well, attempted to be swallowed by a whale. Incredible. Michael Packard alive today because the whale said, Ooh, yeah, no, I do not want none of you. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Oh, I do not want none of you. Now I know other experts on whales say other oh, generally placid around humans and show little aggression toward them. Ah, uh, yeah, that's because they're uh, huge beasts. Okay. Uh, like he called them huge beast. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, which is why they figure, you know, they tell all the divers stay at least a hundred feet away from these animals all the time. Well, yeah, no kidding. But he was a young one, according to the experts. And he was just out swimming, hanging out. And he didn't realize, oh man, that's a human over there. That's just not a big fish. He realizes it now though. (laughs) <laughs> Just incredible. Michael Packard uh, in the whale's mouth for 30 or 40 seconds and then thrown back out. Incredible. And it doesn't say whether he's going to go back to lobster diving. I mean, that's the way he makes his living. So I guess he's got to go back to doing his job. And it doesn't say how long the rehab is because I'm guessing that those bruises that they're talking about aren't like the little love tap for your friend that gives you a bruise it's uh you know from a whale's mouth bruise which you know like they said the deep tissue bruises uh you're gonna be a little while rehabbing from that my friend a little while and the interview that took place in the hospital parking lot I mean he was in a wheelchair and I doubt he's getting up from that bad boy for a few days no doubt about that anyway anyway just incredible that uh You know he survived and is able to uh the tail of the tape yeah so how did you hurt yourself again well you know i was running around uh first base playing baseball and i tripped and i sprained my ankle yeah big deal i was uh, almost swallowed by a whale okay you win you win all right before we get into a slip and slide incident that nbc had and, uh, before I give you my review, it was requested that I watch a movie on Netflix this weekend and, uh, I took the request and, uh, we, uh, we got it on for you and I watched it. I'll give you the review of that in a moment. But first when running a business, HR issues can kill you. Uh, maybe not, uh, literally, but it can certainly kill your business. Uh, wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, questions any business can have. You know, how do I handle an employee that doesn't show up to work? I want to terminate an employee, what do I need to do? Remember the days of just you're fired? Those days are uh, long gone. You need an HR department to help you out with that. How what about do I have to accommodate an employee who can't do their job? Uh, I think we all know the common sense answer to that, but do you know the HR issue to that? HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. That's why you need Bambi. That's what Bambi was created specifically for, for you, the small business owner. Owner, Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E. Bambi. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. Let's say you have the most important question to me is what are meal and break requirements that I must provide employees? Yeah, yeah, that's a question I need answered. So from onboarding to terminations, they customize your choices to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day, all for just $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend your time on HR compliance. I think we can all say that. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Jeff right now to schedule your free HR audit. Bambi.com slash Jeff. Spelled BAM to the B E E dot com slash Jeff. Bambi.com slash Jeff. I kind of like that though. BAM to the B E E dot com slash Jeff. Bam to the B-E-E dot com slash Jeff. Oh yeah, I like the sound of that. Okay, okay. So let's, uh, I want to give you some bad news. Uh, If you were looking forward to the new show on NBC that was to premiere following the closing ceremony of the Summer Olympics on August 8th, and August 9th, a two night premiere. I know, I know. And NBC describes it as a fresh take on Whammo's iconic 1960s outdoor game. Now you think to yourself, wait, it's going to be canceled? Well, we don't know if it's going to be canceled or not because production has been halted on the series called uh, Ultimate Slip and Slide. Because there was an explosive diarrhea outbreak. Now that does not sound fun. That does not sound fun at all. Apparently, apparently, uh, a crew member has tested positive for Giardia. And that's a parasite that causes diarrheal disease if swallowed. So you do not want none of Giardia. Yeah, you don't want none of that. Even if you're a whale eating a human, (laughs) you do not want Giardia. Yeah, you don't want none of that. So, out of an abundance of caution, uh, as usual, they've made the decision to stop production on Ultimate Slip Inside at the current location. So, they may move it. We don't know. Uh, I guess they tested uh, the water in the area, and it was positive for the diarrheal disease. And so now uh, it's reported that 40 members of the crew became violently ill with awful explosive diarrhea. That does not sound fun. A report claims that uh, people were collapsing on set and rushing to find restrooms. Yeah, if you've got that... uh, you. You are not going to make it to the restroom. Nasty. Just nasty. Now, I guess this disease spreads easily from person to person through contaminated water, food, surfaces, or objects. Most common way people get sick is by swallowing contaminated drinking water or recreational water. Now, if you're doing a giant slip and slide, there's water flowing, right? So it isn't so much the, uh, I don't know who was the uh, caterer for the show, but uh, you know, they probably are off the hook. It's probably because of the water, but you want to talk about a crap show. (laughs) That show, the ultimate slip and slide sure is crappy. (laughs) Be here all week. Be here all week. Thank you. Be sure to tip your waitresses. All right, let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need something cold to drink. And then I'll give you the review of the show that was requested of me to watch this weekend on Netflix. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Anyway, so-
0: <laughs> oh, that is it. I hope it doesn't have any Giardia in it. I don't think it does. Pretty, Pretty sure it doesn't, but, you know, maybe I should get it tested. Nah, it's fine. It'll be fine. All right. So it was requested of me on Twitter from uh, tobin for pope Tobin the number 4 Pope, that, uh, well, it was asked, what are the odds that we could get a movie review of Awake on Netflix during Chewing the Fat next week? Well, here we are next week. And I decided, you know what? I'll watch Awake and give you a review So, uh, not realizing that there were two awakes on Netflix, I'm assuming that Tobin for Pope, uh, when he tweeted at Jeffy JFR, that he was talking about the latest awake on Netflix, you know, the one that's. Build as after a devastating global event wiped out all electronics and eliminated people's ability to sleep, a former soldier may have found a solution with her daughter. I'm guessing, just assuming that that's the one that uh, I was requested to watch. So I did. It was with, uh, Gina Rodriguez and, uh, the kid was Ariana Greenblatt and, uh, Shamir Anderson was in at Finn Jones. It, it was, it was, you know, they had some, they had some named actors in there and you'd know them when you, when you see them. It was, uh, I guess they were trying to say that this was going to be the new bird box or whatever the heck what's her faces movie was, but, uh, or bird, whatever it was, but, uh, <laughs> what was that stupid movie with what's her face? Yeah, Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I watched Awake. And wow, it was really not that good. Uh, There were a couple of good scenes in it that I enjoyed. But overall, it was just, you don't know why. The, you know, what caused the global event to wipe out all electronics and eliminated people's ability to sleep. It was kind of, I liked the idea. Of it, you know, people not being able to sleep and going crazy. I kind of like that. And it was, you know, a a global, uh, you know, event where people are going to go crazy and die. Right. But there's no, you don't know. And only a few people sleep in the movie. We only know of two, right? An old lady and this young girl. And she, we don't know why she's able to sleep. Well, we find out why she's able to sleep at the end. And, you know, I liked the kind of a little bit of a twist at the end of why we she was able to sleep and stay alive. And it was, that, was, that was kind of a cute little twist. But overall, uh, not that good. Not that good. Not that good. And then I decided, well, after that, I mean, I thought, well, I might as well watch the other Awake that's on Netflix. And that's on Netflix. That movie was made back in 2019, I think couple years ago. And uh, that movie is a man wakes in a hospital bed with no recollection of who he is and learns that he's wanted by police for committing a series of murders. I like the twist at the end of this movie as well. It's a pretty good twist. Kind of um, predictable through the whole thing. You figure, you kind of figure it out about halfway through. When, maybe even not that long when he's having these flashbacks and you realize those are flashbacks about the murders but they're not about the murders of doing the, doing the murder. Anyway, so the twist on that and that was okay. It was all right. It, it, the only thing that, you know, it had uh, Francesca Eastwood from uh, the Eastwood family fame in it. And uh, so it was, you know, interesting seeing her act and then my wife said well you should watch welcome home on netflix you should watch welcome home and uh she said "Uh, you don't need to watch the whole thing just watch the end so what does that mean 30 minutes to the end 40 minutes to the end i mean the movie itself is an hour 37 so does that mean the last i would say now having watched the whole thing because i figured well i got might as well watch the whole stupid thing um I would say that it, you know, the last 37 minutes, fast forward through that first hour and you're good. The last 37 minutes are awesome. There's some good, and you'll get it. You'll understand what's going on. You don't need to watch the whole buildup of the movie. Although I will say that it's rated R for sexual content, including graphic images, nudity, language, and some violence. So it's got, uh, Emily Ratajkowski in it and I'm a fan and I'm not opposed to her without clothes on. You could quote me on that. Now there, she doesn't, there's never, uh, a nude scene of full nudity with her. There is, but there isn't. You're only, you're, you know, you're, you're seeing what your mind wants you to see, but not really, you're not really seeing it, but it's, I love the twist at the end. I loved, uh, I loved the, the violence and the, the real twist at the end. So you see the twist at the end happens and then there's another twist at the end, which I did enjoy. Uh, well worth the watch, at least for the twist at the end. So the last, you know, 37 minutes, well worth the watch. The other hour is just, you know, well, it's part of the movie and just enjoy it. And you get to see some nice Italian countryside and You know, it's billed as a couple spend a weekend at a vacation rental home in the Italian countryside in an attempt to repair their relationship, but soon become victims of the homeowner's sinister plans. (laughs) So, I sat through three god-awful movies this weekend, and I really wanted to, like, awake the first one, you know, the global event, I like the, I like the whole idea of it. It was just no explanation of any of it. I don't, it just, I don't, I just, eh, that's my review. I don't, I just, eh. And then Awake, the second one was uh, okay, <laughs> but eh, uh, eh, that's my review of that. And my review of Welcome Home the first hour, and and the last 37 minutes, worth the watch, and I like the twist with the twist. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price price Priceline There you have it. For those of you listening live today on the 14th of June 2021 remember that it is Flag Day And we celebrate Flag Day because of June 14th, 1777, the Continental Congress made the flag uh, the official flag of the United States of America, the old red, white, and blue. So there you have it. Uh, Celebrate Flag Day any way you please. Wave the little handheld flags. Hang it in front of your house. Hang it off your truck. But be careful not to scare anyone that finds the American flag objectionable in today's times. Also, we till last week we talked about uh, the auction that was going off to fly uh, Blue Origin into space with Jeff Bezos and his brother. And uh, I know the story. I didn't go back and look because, well, I'm lazy. But it said 2.8 million was what they were looking at. It the bidding. On the auction started at $4.8 million and went past $20 million within the first few minutes. So someone bid $28 million to fly into space with the Bezos brothers and someone else yet to be named. So the proceeds are going to be donated to Blue Origin's education-focused nonprofit club for the future which supports kids interested in future STEM careers. So Blue Origin Director of Astronaut and Orbital Sales Ariane Cornell said during the auction webcast that New Shepard's first passenger flight will carry four people, including Bezos, his brother, the auction winner, and a fourth person, like I said, to be named later. All right. Uh, No problem. Look. It's going to fly to an altitude of over 340,000 feet. It's flown more than a dozen successful test flights without passengers. It's designed to carry up to six people and flies autonomously without. There's no pilot. (laughs) Okay. Now it has, it's, the capsule has massive windows that gives passengers a view of earth. And you're going to get about three minutes in zero gravity before returning to earth 3 minutes now the system launches vertically and both the rocket and capsule are reusable the boosters land vertically on a concrete pad at the company's facility in Van Horn Texas and the capsules land using a set of parachutes so okay i hope it i hope it goes well it uh, goes off uh, july 20th which marks the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing and good luck. God bless. I, uh, you know, I want it to happen. I know, you know, Branson is kind of doing the same little thing except his virgin galactic suborbital tourism, uh, you know, launches from the plane, shoots it into space, does the same thing. And, you know, Musk is like, eh, so, so, uh, my rockets go in going to Mars and my rockets go to the ISS. So you guys can catch up later. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I, you know, I want it to go. Well, I don't for sure. My gosh, don't want anything to, you know, go wrong. But if something were to go wrong on the blue origin flight, um, it would, uh, you can quote me on this. That would not be good. That would not be good. So last week, it ended. Yes, keeping up with the Kardashians is over. I know. I know. I'm sad, too. I could barely talk about it until now. But uh, it's over. And uh, Kim said that uh, she ended her marriage to Kanye after growing tired of extravagance. Right, man. I, I hate that. <laughs> Boy, do I grow tired of extravagance. And also she grew tired of no one to share life with when, uh, you know, he made them live apart. So she was just bummed that he took off and was running around the country and living in different places all the time. And she felt like she had to stay home with the kids and be a, you know, a strong parental structure while Kanye was off being, I don't know, Kanye. But, uh, one of the cool things, and, and also Kim is bummed, you know, now because, uh, you know, she failed her bar exam or the pre-bar exam or something. She really wants to be a lawyer. But I know like last week early in the week, uh, Kim wished Kanye happy birthday and said love you for life on her post on Instagram. So, okay. And they keep calling him an ex. I guess, you know, I guess they're they they are, you know, obviously separated, but I don't think that divorce is 100% Yet. So, you know, they're talking about Kim having a boyfriend and Kanye having a girlfriend and new people in their lives and we're taking care of the kids. But I don't think the divorce is final yet. So, I mean, maybe they just need to, you know, dot a couple of I's and cross a couple of T's and, uh, you know, add a couple of dollar signs here or there and everything will be fine. But one of the things that I found interesting is that, uh, and they don't necessarily know that it happened during the final episode of, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, but Kanye close to that time, uh, went ahead and, uh, unfollowed all the Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, that's just his way of saying, and yeah, I'm done, I'm done. We're, we're, we're through with you. Now I will say that, uh, on Kanye's Instagram account, I think it's the Instagram account. He is following one person and that's Kim Kardashian West. And he has not unfollowed her on Instagram. I think that's, I think that's what it was, right? On his Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. His Instagram account has 5.2 million followers and he only follows one person and that is Kim. So there's still that, but on the Twitter account, uh, I am not, uh, I'm not following any of you. I am unfollowing all of you. He unfollowed Kim and her family. And I love the idea that it was right around the time of the final episode of keeping up with the Kardashians. So maybe he was, you know, at the ranch and he tunes in to the final episode and he's like, I've had enough of all these people unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Bye-bye. Another couple that's having uh, big problems. Well, I mean, it's over now is Jay-Z and Mariah Carey. I know they're not really a couple, but they are because Mariah was with Rock Nation and apparently, uh, after, you know, she signed with Jay-Z in 2017, apparently her and Jay-Z had a big blowout meeting and it did not go well, at least. I don't know who it didn't go well for, but she's done with Rock Nation. And she said that uh, she will formally depart in the next few weeks. But it's over. So Mariah Carey <laughs> and Rock Nation with Jay-Z is over. I know. Dry your eyes. I don't know what Mariah will do. I don't know what Jay-Z will do without Mariah. I don't know what Mariah will do without Jay-Z and Roc Nation, but they got into a big fight and now it seems to be over. Very sad. Very, very sad. One more big star of the news, Reba McIntyre. I don't know if you like Reba McIntyre. I mean, she's a country superstar. But, uh, and I don't, I'll tell you another thing about Reba too. And I love, I love Reba McIntyre. I think that Reba is now three cuts to clown face. I mean I believe that her face every time I see a picture of her she has that uh, bright smile and there's a close up in the story that I'm looking at here I'll hold it up to the screen and uh I think that the face is now that's the way the face is I don't think she can move it from that position I think that's the smiley face that she is stuck on and that's it but I <laughs> aside from that uh she got a little upset apparently there was some big benefit for Christie Nome, governor of South Dakota, there was some big Republican benefit uh, flyer that went out that said Reba was going to be part of it. Uh-uh. Reba said no. Uh, she explained that she does not want to be affiliated with any sort of politics. It really didn't have anything to do with it being Christy Nome, and it just had to do with politics. She said an invitation to a political fundraiser with my name attached was sent out without my knowledge or permission. I had and have no plans to attend this event and had told the event organizers as such. Throughout my career, I have stated that I do not get involved in politics and that remains true today. Wow. So good for Reba. I will say good for Reba as she... Definitely, as she says, she's quoted in this article as being uh, one time on The View, and she explained that she felt it is not her place to issue statements regarding her political views and simply wanted to perform her job as an entertainer. This is my job to entertain. It shouldn't be a platform to be up on stage giving my political views. Wow. Okay. She, apparently this happened because, uh, co-host mentioned, uh, singers uh, discussing Donald Trump during their concerts and, uh, Reba said, these people have paid their hard earned money to come in there and fill a seat, parking, getting something at the concession stand, go and eat before the concert. Uh, I am here to entertain them, to take their worries away from them so they can walk out. They can kind of have a little, a little lilt in their step. I was... Okay, Rebo, thank you for that. At least at least there's one person that is standing up for a little hey, I'm not here to pass my views onto you. Just let me entertain you and you can get my views through my songs, okay? <laughs> The airlines are saying there's a travel rebound. 2 million people go through the TSA turnstiles. So I thought, well, we take a look at the TSA numbers. And yes, if uh, you're looking at yesterday, the 13th of June 2021, a little over 2,097,433 went through the turnstiles. Now, last year is obviously, you know, no really real indicator because of the pandemic. They only had 544,046 people through the turnstiles. But in 2019, when everything was going pre-pandemic levels, they had 2,642,083 through the turnstiles. So, I mean, they're still a little over half a million shy, but they've had two days in the last... Well, if you go back four, one, one two, three, four days... One was almost 2 million, 1,975,000. Then you're looking at 2 million. Then you're looking at 1,800,000. Now you're looking at 2 million. So maybe, I mean, it's summertime, maybe they're looking at some travel points numbers that are going to start sticking around 2 million now. Uh, they've been well over a million for quite some time, but they have not broken the 2 million mark until the last few days. So that's, I mean, that's got to be a good turnaround for them. However, I wish that they were, would lighten up a little bit on some of their, you know, some of their ways. I know that, uh, you know, we had the the Delta passenger story and there's stories that we talked about it before about the passengers going crazy. And we also, I also would like to say that, you know, perhaps, perhaps, some flight attendants maybe are taking the zero tolerance thing a little bit too far. But you know the rules when you get on a plane. You, you know the rules. And one of my favorite things about the flight attendant that got uh, went crazy on the plane over the weekend was that it proves that I'm right. There's no way anybody is going to hijack an airplane in today's world. I'm sorry, you're just not. Uh, when the pilot asked for people to come up front uh all able-bodied men i mean i'm guessing that the pilot were you know really meant all able-bodied people but okay whatever able-bodied men uh please come to the front of the plane you know all the men stood up I'm, i'm i don't know if any women stood up i just know the story said all the men stood up and you know came to the front, and was tough to get there because of all the people standing up, that's what I mean. You can't get away with that crap on the airlines anymore. new way, nobody's putting up with that, but getting back to uh you know the airlines uh, changing the rules and doing things now we're looking at the airlines changing some of the rules on the weight uh yeah, I know <laughs> I know. So they're talking about uh, some flights where weight estimates used for passengers and baggage are going to go up between 5% and 10%. And then, I mean, obviously, we're all getting, you know, the world, including, you know, mostly America, getting fatter. I get it. But that just means, what, that uh, they're going to start bumping passengers or you less luggage to fly. The weight requirements on the plane are going to go up. So they're talking about this that's going to affect some flights, possibly requiring that more passengers get bumped or more baggage left behind? Uh, no, here's an idea. How about the airlines add more planes? How about nobody? nobody's talking about that? How about we do that? Because you've been trying to jam us into these flights for years now, and we've kind of put up with it because we've wanted to use your industry but how about this? If you're going to change the rules and you're going to make the seats, you're not going to make the seats bigger. You're because maybe you should, maybe you should make the seats bigger. Go ahead with your weight requirements. But how about you add an extra plane or two? That way we can all fly and all get our luggage there. So that way you don't have to, you know, you take a few people off of one plane, but you put them on another one instead of making me sit at the airport going, well that sucks. I hope there's enough people because I'm too fat to fly. No, no. let's not do that. Let's add airplanes. How about that? Just a thought for me. I know it's crazy talk. Why would why would the airlines want to increase their airlines when they can <laughs> when they could increase people on their planes? But really they're not increasing people on their planes because they're saying that they need... You know, they're going to start saying that people weigh more and luggage weighs more. So that means less luggage and less people on the plane. So last week we talked about the Houston Methodist Hospital workers who were suing the hospital because they did not want to get vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccination and they i think there was like 178 of them almost 200 people that were actually part of the lawsuit saying hey uh we don't want any of your uh special conditions we want to be able to work without being vaccinated and so they were you know took them to court and a judge has come back u.s district judge Lynn Hughes. Wrote, uh, Methodist is trying to do their business of saving lives without giving them the COVID-19 virus. It is a choice made to keep staff, patients, and their families safer. Bridges can freely choose to accept or refuse a COVID-19 vaccine. However, if she refuses, she will simply need to work somewhere else. Now, Bridges is one of the employees who, uh, was part of the lawsuit that, uh, says she's being forced to be injected with a vaccine or be fired. And she said that that's the judge was like, uh, Nope. Sorry. If a worker refuses an assignment changed office earlier, start time or other directive, he may be properly fired. Every employment includes limits on the worker's behavior in exchange for his remuneration. That is all part of the bargain. Wow. So we'll see if they give them another, if they come back and say, you know, they gave everybody an opportunity to be vaccinated by June 7th. And these people were not and said they were suspended for 14 days. So they're still in that 14 day suspension. Uh, if they do not get vaccinated prior to the conclusion of the suspension, the hospital will immediately initiate the employee termination process and the judge is all for it. I, I want to be mad at this and say, no. But I do kind of agree with it. I mean, that's part of the deal. It's right. I know that wasn't part of the deal when you were hired, but neither was, I don't know, your lunchtime or whatever. Like the judge says, things change and you take them up as part of your employment. And this is one of them. They gave you time to do it. And then they said, if you don't get it fine, but you just can't work here. And we said that's what was going to happen. And I, you know, I agree with it. I think the companies are, are doing, you know, I know it's difficult and I don't, I have not been vaccinated yet. I'm still in the vaccine hesitant pile, but I, you know, if my place of employment said I had to be vaccinated, well, then that's my choice, right? I choose to either be employed by this company or or not be employed by this company. Just like, that's the same thing we said about wearing the stupid mask when they were forcing that on us. It's wrong. They should, the decision should be ours to be made. But, and I'm not talking about private business. I'm talking about the government forcing us to do things. Now, private business, that's their deal, right? It's part of the deal. And people, that's what made me so angry about people not holding up to their contractual agreements. You signed a contract. So that's the deal. And I just, you know, I just kind of, I think I'm kind of on the hospital side on this. I just am. And I see where in India, good news, we had talked about how they were going to separate people who were vaccinated and unvaccinated. And I figured even the hospital would do that. They'd say, well, we're going to put you on floor two. And that's where all the unvaccinated people belong. But nope, uh, Houston Methodist is not having any of that. All their employees are going to be vaccinated or you're out. Have a nice day. So, and we'll see how if that may change if they can't find employees, right? If there's more employees that aren't vaccinated and aren't working and they can't find employees, maybe they'll change it back to being, uh, you know, hiring unvaccinated people. But, you know, maybe not. But in India, they've decided, in uh, rural India, they've decided that some citizens who have not been vaccinated against the coronavirus, you know what, you need to wear signs with the skull and crossbones. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, we, uh, who man, we were looking at the low vaccination rate in our district and we decided to honor the people who got vaccinated, but then we also found a large number of people who were not vaccinated, so we don't know what to do. We wanted to teach them a lesson, of course, and, and we wanted to encourage them to get vaccinated Uh Uh-huh, we administered an oath to get them inoculated as soon as possible. And so we wanted to do something that was, we felt was right. And so those who were not vaccinated were given a skull and crossbones sign saying, do not come near me, I'm not vaccinated. Please stay away from me. That's it though, that's it. Uh, So that's good, that's good news so everybody knows. (laughs) everybody knows who and who hasn't been vaccinated and you just have a sign with the skull and crossbones on it. Everybody knows that the skull and crossbones is just a, you know, a little, a little sign. That's the universal symbol for danger. <laughs> that's it though. That's it though. It's just the universal sign for danger, but it also means, Hey, Hey, I am not vaccinated, stay away from me. That's what it also means in India. That's good. That's good. I'm very happy to, very happy to hear that this is happening in India and wow, man, it's good. I know that they're, I know they're suffering and they've got supply issues and they've got illnesses coming through the country, but do we really need to be giving people the skull and crossbones signs? Really? Uh, could be coming to a country near you very, very soon.